Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Even though the pandemic situation is still raging all around us, we are finally going to get to our unique travel tips today and hopefully escape just for a little bit. Thank you to everyone who sent in your favorite travel tips. We can't wait to share these tips with you. Before we do, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Before we get started, I just want to apologize for any echoes and ambient noise (laughs) around me. My house is currently a mess in undergoing renovations, so I'm using a little conference space in my co-working co-working building. So it's a little change of scenery, but we still wanted to record this podcast for you guys. And can I just tell you how much I want to be there with you right now so that we can go get you know what? Yes, I passed by Buddy Brew and I was like, this is where Kareen likes her coffee float. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just noticed there. So here we are in central Mexico in this high rise. I'm like Rapunzel, never leaving the tower. Uh, but downstairs, there's a mall and there's a Starbucks. And I noticed they have nitro brew in the window. And I'm like, and there's a Hagen Dazs in there. So I could go and get some vanilla ice cream, go to Starbucks and get some nitro brew. <laughs> Baby, mm, I'm jealous. No, I might just go and get a cold brew float after I'm this recording. You the you me into it. <laughs> Still <guy. laughs> Well, let's get into it. Some travel tips. Was there one that stood out to you that you wanted to mention first? Actually, I'm going to start with one of my own favorites. I actually wrote a newsletter about this to my clients. Um, I buck the idea only because it happened on accident. So, you know, when we travel, we're always like, oh, I can't go back to the same restaurant twice. I've got to try all the different restaurants. It would be a waste of my time. You know, I got to try everything different and new. Well, that all got thrown out the window when we were in Paris and we were not too hungry. So we ordered like a cheese board and a piece of quiche to share. And that quiche was mind blowing. And the next day we were like, "Mm, I think I need a piece of that, my own piece of that quiche. And we went back and we also went back the third day. Anyway, (laughs) the reception that we got from those people at that restaurant, it was like we were old friends, like regulars, high fives. Like they were so excited to see us. And it was such a different experience than when you just go as a tourist that's just transient and passing through and in Paris, no less, where we think people are, you know, or the idea is that they're rude. So I realized, you know what, from now on, whenever I go somewhere, if I really like a restaurant, I'm going back a second time. I need to test this theory and it has worked. Like it is just such a different welcome that you get when these people see you come back. They're so excited that you chose to come back there again and, uh, and obviously you already know it's good. So it's just a wonderful experience. And I now recommend that to all of my clients. I fully agree with that. Um, I have a different experience with going to the same restaurant multiple times in a trip. Uh, even though it's great um, if you decide to 
go to a restaurant of your choosing. When I was younger, though, I would travel <laughs> with my grandparents and um, my maternal grandparents, and they're um, Chinese and Taiwanese. So we would always have to find the Chinese restaurant in whatever destination we're traveling to. So I traveled every summer with them during summer break. We're in Norway. Guess what? Every day we're eating Chinese food. Oh, no. <laughs> we go anywhere. Like the last time we went down to Colombia and um, I just Googled Chinese restaurant nearby. I did not have high expectations. What do you know? There's a Chinese restaurant. And what do you know? We ate there every single day after that. And part of it was because my grandparents could converse with the people working there. So I guess they felt more comfortable. Sure. And as a kid, I never really understood why we weren't traveling well, why we weren't trying just the local food every time. There's something about eating something homey that is familiar to you that kind of makes you enjoy your travel experience more. And I think it's kind of like going to a regular restaurant. You know, you went to that par Parisian restaurant multiple times. It ends up feeling like a homey place, like some place that you can call, like, this is my place during my vacation. Yeah. And when you're welcomed in that way and they're like laying out the red carpet, it was so hilarious, too, because there was an optician around the corner. Tracy likes to get funky reading glasses as her souvenir wherever we go. And I love it because it's a practical souvenir. And that optician happened to come up and was talking to the manager of the restaurant. And then he saw us and was like, oh, it was just such a funny thing. <laughs> so um, this next tip, when I read it, I was like, yes, because it gets me super anxious. Um, so this tip is if you're using a digital boarding pass, take a screenshot of it. Don't hold up the line trying to catch Wi-Fi to pull up your boarding pass from your email. I do the this panic. all the, the time. Sweating. Yes. I'm like, what if I can't get it? And then there's a line behind me. So I always screenshot everything when going mm -hmm. to Mexico and coming back. And now you need like that QR code for the health form. I did a screenshot of that as well. So take a screenshot. If you're doing a digital boarding pass, I always like to have a hard copy of my boarding pass just in case for some reason I cannot access it. Yep. I, I really have experienced that high level of anxiety so many times. And I finally realized, just take a screenshot. You're good to go. But then I am afraid, like, is the screenshot not going to be good enough? <laughs> it's such a, just going through the, the line, security line at the airport is just so filled with anxiety no matter what. Yeah. Agreed. Our friend um, Cindy says that the very best sun protection hats are from the San Diego Hat Company because they wash well and are packable, which I think is great because I really feel like I need a hat when I'm going somewhere sunny and it's always a trick of how to fit it in your luggage and then it gets sweaty and sunscreen all over it. So that's a great tip. Alyssa says to travel with a plug-in nightlight so you're not stumbling around in an unfamiliar dark room at night. <laughs> I've got enough bruises on my skin to prove that. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when we go traveling, we just get a little outside our normal selves in the cocktail department. And when you wake up and you're not quite sure where you are. Um, <laughs> now, I'm one. I need to know when the sun is out. So I actually usually crack the curtain a little bit. So there's usually some kind of city lights. But I think it's a great idea if it's super dark. Um one of my other favorite ones, 
that I like to communicate frequently is do not and don't go crazy on raw fruits and vegetables when you get to a new place where the, the bacterial flora, let's say, is not quite what you're used to. Uh, I don't know what happens to people when they go someplace and they're like, oh, I'm going to be so healthy. I'm going to eat salads and I'm going to juice. And then you're just not going to enjoy your vacation very much because you're going to be trapped in the bathroom. So I actually have in my travel tips, ease up. And even living here in Mexico, we've been nervous. We just transitioned to brushing our teeth with the faucet water. But for the first month, we just ate a lot of frozen broccoli because we didn't want to we wanted to ease into things and now we're good and we know how to wash the veggies the correct way and whatever. But the last thing you want to do is go on vacation and give your stomach a real jolt and then not get to enjoy yourself the rest of the time. Yeah. It can be tough going to places with like tropical fruits and things like that. So usually if I want to eat the fruits, I don't eat the kind that you like wash under the water and eat it like that. Maybe like mangoes are okay for me or um, pineapples or like this fruit called mangosteen, things that are wrapped in their own biodegradable skin. Watermelon. Yeah. yeah watermelon. Like that's fine. Um, I don't know if you watch survivor at all, but there are certain challenges where if the, the team wins, they get a reward, which is usually in the form of like a delicious, a delicious meal. Um, mm-hmm. and, there was one time I was watching, I can't remember what season, but there was salad there, like raw salad. And everyone's so excited. They're eating the salad. I'm just like, I would not do that. But no one's better. I'm like, I bet you they're going to have stomach problems. And what do you know? They were all having stomach aches afterward. Yeah. And I knew it was because of the salad. Yeah. On to the next tip. Emmy says to always have toothbrush and toothpaste, deodorant, and a fresh pair of undies in your carry-on just in case your flight is delayed or your luggage is delayed. Have like an overnight change of clothes or toiletries that you that can get you through. And I completely agree with this. I have gone through so many flight delays in my life where we had to stay overnight in a hotel or something. And I just, it just feels a lot better when you have a fresh. Anything to make yourself feel fresh and clean. (laughs) I, I always pack my carry on as though I'm positive. Now let's be fair. I only do um, care um, check baggage maybe 10% of the time. Like if it's cold and I'm going to Europe for two weeks or something like that. Otherwise it's carry on or bust. If I am forced to check a bag, I pack my carry on as though I'm positive my my suitcase is going to be late. So I always have some kind of an outfit in there that can be dressed up or dressed down and is real light, like some leggings, black leggings, a black top, and maybe a kimono or just something so that it, it can go either way if I need to get to dinner that night or what, you know, sometimes you get on a cruise and they deliver your luggage to the wrong stateroom. So it's dinner time, you don't have your luggage yet. Or we actually once delivered someone's luggage and she was crying when we got to the door because she was so upset that she couldn't get changed and go out with her friends. So like things like that happen. I always like to be prepared. So aside from the little bit of toiletries, a little something to freshen up if you have to make it work. Um, always, always carry a pen. 
the number of times that I have felt panic when I see the air, the flight attendant passing out customs forms and I realize I have nothing to fill out. I'm going to have to ask a stranger for a pen and touching other people's pens isn't always the most sanitary. Uh, it's just one of those other feelings of dread that you hate to have when you're on your trip. Yeah, I always travel with an average of five pens per bag. If you look into my bag, you'll be like, oh, do you think we're having a pen shortage? You're hoarding pens. But that's one of the few things that I willingly pick up at conferences and you know places like that because I know it can get used. And if someone needs the pen, you're like, here, take this pen. You can keep it. You don't need to give it back to me. So I'm terrible about it. It works. It works for everyone. Because I'm such a minimalist packer, I always convince myself, you know, I'm like, just, I don't need that. I don't need that. But gets me, gets me every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the office, I'm like, what if I need that? I'm going to pack it just in case. I'm going to pack this just in case. And I can like visualize different scenarios that would happen that I wouldn't need that particular item. So <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite. Before you leave, get some currency. So that way, once you land, you don't need to search for an ATM immediately. I, I don't know about you, but I typically order currency through my bank. Um, that mm -hmm. I, I found that to be like the best exchange rate. And it's good to have the local currency on hand because you can also tip people when you that's, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, like the transfer folks or if you need a porter or anyone or you need to just I don't know, buy something and they only take cash. Like I always like to have cash with me when I first get to a destination. So I'm not scrambling. The same. I don't order a ton because getting cash from the ATMs is usually a good conversion rate as long as you don't get crazy ATM fees or whatever. But I like to have something in hand because I can't stand. I land and it's like, oh, I got to find an ATM immediately. And of course, if you have to go in the airport, that's terrible. You're going to have a big fat charge. Um, I have a Charles Schwab um, high yield checking account that mm. has no, like they reimburse me for all ATM fees. So I can't recommend that enough for people who travel a lot because, you know, downstairs from here, every time I go to the ATM, it's almost a $5 fee, but I don't pay it. So it's pretty great. And then no foreign transaction fees either if you're paying like with your debit card. Wow, that's so, awesome. Um, yeah, but even so, I still want to show up with already cash in hand because I always feel terrible if somebody does something and I don't have any money to tip them or mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So um, bar shampoo and conditioner was a real game changer for me. Being a carry-on or bust kind of a gal, I really have to be, I have to pick and choose with the toiletries. And so being able to use solid shampoo and conditioner um, particularly conditioner. If I was going to choose one, I would bring the conditioner because a lot of times you'll find shampoo, but not conditioner or it's that BS two in one stuff that <laughs> makes your hair <laughs> stand on end. So, uh, I love having that. And what I did was get that. And then I just cut off a chunk of it and bring it. So I don't have to bring the whole bar because it's, if it's a few nights or whatever. Uh, and actually I've never tried bar shampoo or conditioner anymore. And I'm just imagining it like being like a, a bar of soap that I just put in my hair. And you wouldn't believe the lather on those babies. Um, so Lush carries it. Now Lush, I'm a little bit sensitive to artificial fragrance. I have some Lush stuff. It's a, it's a little strong for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 
just found this adorable little shop that makes them here and they're like much more natural scents. So I'm excited to have all the bar shampoo. Um, and they say it's for your hair or your hands. So I have actually been using the conditioner on my hands and it has made a difference. It feels really really? nice. Um, yeah, I was so excited about that. And then the other thing I've found since being here, because the dry weather, holy moly, my skin's finally adjusting. But um, I got this, that CeraVe brand of skincare. Mm-hmm. They have one that's for face and body. And so I've just got a big pump thing of it and I'm just slathering it all over, all over everywhere, excuse me. So I really like the idea of being able to bring that and that's your face and body lotion all in one. Um, so that'll be my new game changer as well. So along that same line of humi- or lack of humidity, dry skin, I know many of us have gone to conferences in Vegas and being a Florida girl going to Vegas immediately, like I would say within the first three hours, my skin is already starting to peel. It's just not used to that kind of uh, dryness. So I now, anytime when I go someplace new that I know is going to be drier or even colder, I always pack a portable humidifier. And this is the kind that can, it's small enough that you can just stick it into a water bottle and I will just turn it on at night. So while I'm sleeping, you know, you go to sessions during the day and then at night when I'm sleeping, I just put it on my nightstand and just let it run. Um, I've also used like those ice buckets. I've put the bag in there, I fill it with water and I just stick the portable humidifier in there and that works just fine as well. So I saw some of those here at this cute little store downstairs that's Japanese and I definitely want to get one. Um, My sinuses would really enjoy that quite a bit. (laughs) Um, And I think our last one here is If you're going to be in a country for more than a few days, think about getting a SIM card for like a prepaid phone. It's way less expensive than your daily charge from your cell phone company. Typically, some of some of them are great. Um, And then before you leave, they have these little SIM card kits on Amazon, which is what we got too, because we'll switch back to our old SIM card when we visit home. It's like the size of a credit card. It has a couple slots to store SIM cards. So and then a little tool to pop out your SIM card drawer. So when you get there, especially in Mexico, because you can get like four gigs um, of data for $9. So you just pop it out, put your old one in the little card in one of the little slots and your tools clamps onto there, put your new SIM card in. And then you've got, you know, cell service and data in that country. And actually Rick Steves son did a guest thing on his podcast talking all about it. And he's got like a whole book of SIM cards from all over the world, wherever he goes and just pops that one in. It's a sweet deal. Um, I actually have one more to add that I just thought of um, because I get bad allergies whenever I travel to someplace new with new air. Um, And I remember my trip to Japan in 2019, I was going during cherry blossom season. So I'm just like, okay, flowers are in bloom. There's going to be pollen and it's going to be a new place. So I started taking allergy meds regularly about a week prior to going. So then I'm already getting that like antihistamine stuff going in my body. So I told everyone else to do it as well, but no one listens to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we land and I'm enjoying my time there while everyone else is like sniffling, sneezing. And I'm like, I legit told you guys, take your allergy meds like a week beforehand. So now if I, you know, once we start traveling again, but um, if I know I'm going to someplace new and I don't really know what is going to be in the air, I always start taking allergy meds ahead of time. So then my body is ready for once I land and I can actually enjoy my time there versus being all stuffy. That's actually really smart. And I take allergy meds every single day, no matter what. So I'm going to have no trouble nailing that. <laughs> but I just realized I just recently switched because I've been taking Allegra ever since the pandemic started so that my allergies don't convince me that I'm going to die. Um, and I just switched to Claritin because I feel like I just got used to it. So that might be a good tip too. If you're just used to taking the same thing, maybe switch it up. I don't know. Don't take that mm -hmm. advice. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I might try it for myself. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh yeah. Okay. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, Carnival will honor the commission tiers its accounts earned in 2019 through 2022. They also report that Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando is set to reopen on March 7th. And one more from them says that Southwest will stop allowing emotional support animals on board flights beginning March 1st. Travel Agent Central reports that Jamaica has announced an increase in destination-wide COVID testing capacity, bringing the island into readiness with the new rules and testing requirements for both United States and Canada-bound travelers. They also report that the Don Cesar has completed its three-year restoration. Florida's Pink Palace has officially unveiled its multi-million dollar renovation. Managed by Davidson Resorts, the Don Cesar's top-to-bottom renovation embraced its 93-year history as a Gulf Coast icon while introducing modern amenities and design and new experiences. An article in Travel Pulse says that a new survey from Longwoods International shows that a vaccine rollout could be the fastest way to reignite travel. Another article from them says that Norwegian Cruise Line announced it would require that all crew members receive a COVID-19 vaccine treatment before the company begins sailing again. From a headline in Travel Market Report, excluded from new CDC travel requirement, Puerto Rico is uniquely positioned to welcome U.S. travelers. Given that Puerto Rico is a U.S. Ter territory, the destination is included from the C excluded, not included from the CDC requirement, and Americans do not need to provide a positive, negative COVID nineteen test result to return back to the mainland U United States. All trips to and from Puerto Rico are considered domestic travel, which may alleviate clients' concerns who wish to travel in the upcoming months. Another one from Travel Market Report says that Viking will add a third Nile River cruise ship for twenty twenty two. According to Afar, the majority of, Amer of Americans say they desperately need a vacation. I'm one of them. They also report that California has lifted the stay home order, allowing travel in the state to resume. And one last one from Afar says that the New Orleans Jazz Fest will now take place between October 8th and 17th. The festival is promising more updates in the spring. Hopefully many of the stages, foods, and other attractions we mentioned, they mentioned, will return for the first edition since 2019. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. 
If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We will see you all next week. Bye.